Hey, when you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about those out-of-pocket costs. Now, that could be a lot of money, but are your medical bills accurate? Now, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills actually contain errors. Now, HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, or fraud. Now, you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, to date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Check them out online, healthlock.com. Go there today. Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, of now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. Now, as you plan your summer travel, make sure that your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Now, you can get unlimited talk and text, plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile for the exact same service. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N, make the switch today. Save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Hey, warmer days remind us of fond summer memories. Now, you can make those moments year-round with a Michael Phelps swim spa by our friends at Master Spas, and that combines the leisure of a hot tub with the exercise benefits of a pool. Now, Master Spas technology is incredible with LED lighting, beautiful waterfalls, and those super powerful water jets installed in just one day. You're going to love it. Proudly made in America. Use the promo code Hannity in the upper right-hand corner. That's masterspas.com for up to $1,000 off. You can exercise, relax, recover with the only hot tub and swim spa brand I trust, masterspas.com. Let not your heart be troubled. You are listening to the Sean Hannity Radio Show Podcast. All right, so I have insomnia, but I've never slept better. And what's changed? Just a pillow. It's had such a positive impact on my life. And, of course, I'm talking about my pillow. I fall asleep faster, I stay asleep longer, and now you can too. Just go to MyPillow.com or call 800-919-6090. Use the promo code Hannity, and Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow, has the special four-pack. Now, you get 40% off two MyPillow premiums and two go-anywhere pillows. Now, MyPillow is made here in the USA, has a 60-day unconditional money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Go to MyPillow.com right now or call 800-919-6090, promo code Hannity, to get Mike Lindell's special four-pack offer. You get two MyPillow premium pillows and two go-anywhere pillows for 40% off, and that means once those pillows arrive, you start getting the kind of peaceful and restful and comfortable and deep healing and recuperative sleep that you've been craving and you certainly deserve. MyPillow.com, promo code Hannity. You will love this pillow. Wait. Wait, what? What do you mean he's not here? You guys got to be kidding me, right? Well, someone's got to go find him. No, seriously. Like, we're like on the, we're on the air right now. We're on the air right now. Hi, everybody. This is Linda McLaughlin uh, here for Sean Hannity. Um, he's supposed to be here. Um, and we keep hearing rumors. I mean, you know, the mainstream media really needs to uh, start focusing on more serious news than wondering whether or not Sean Hannity is going to show up for work. I mean... You know, he's been here a long time and some guys, you know, they just need a break every once in a while. You know, these questions. Is he fired? Is he going to be on the air tonight? Is he going to show up? I mean, it's all right. It's so just oh, finally. Having, yeah, thank you for showing up today. Good okay, God. I've been here the whole time. You know, so yesterday we start the program and there's like a mass panic heart attack among some of our friends that love our show and are part of our family. And, and we're so appreciative. And so Bugsy, um, our, our buddy. I guess he lives in Michigan now, but out of Atlanta, he actually 
You didn't let it go long enough. I'm like, because she didn't have any more to say. She was done. Oh, first she- of all, I always have plenty more to say. Let's not get it twisted I'm like, here, I okay? I want to let her go longer, but she just didn't have much, a hell of a lot more to say. I didn't know how long we were going to, you know. you really could have fooled us if you, if you let it go for 10 minutes. I I'm got like, plenty to say on the deep state. Don't get it twisted. But you always do better bouncing things off me because I throw it at you and you respond and you have this gut natural response. I have a you- visceral reaction to well, well, it's a New York response mechanism, I'll call it, which is, look, first of all, let me tell you, no, listen, forget about it. We're not going to take it. We're going to fight back. Yeah, well, stuff. you know, some of us have a little bit of fight in us, and God knows where it comes yeah. from. It might be from my subway ride every yeah, morning. It might be because you're the only person that walks the streets in New York. I'm just That's, angry for no reason sometimes. No, it's hilarious. You, you last year whined and complained and bitched and moaned about the fact that people, you know, in front of you talk on their phones and you want to beat them okay, up. Okay, hold on. That, hold is, a, that, is, that is taking road rage to an entirely different level. Let's just have a moment of clarity, That's please. That's called walking rage. I've, heard a road, no. I've never heard a walking rage there's, before. There's two types of people that walk. There walk. are people that walk, walk and, the, and, talk. and then there are people that text and attempt to walk and block up the sidewalk and walk in, you know, what I call four ply and take up too much room. And it's very well, aggravating. you'll be happy. When I walk in the streets of New York and I, I occasionally I wouldn't do, call what you do walking. It's running. It's running. Yeah, well, I, 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 I learned that the hard way my first year of working with you on a road trip when I had on high heels and I literally had to stop at a Payless and pick up sneakers. Uh, listen, I, I, I'm, true story. I, I have a sense of urgency in my life. I've always had it. I don't know where it comes from, but I am urgent at all times. Yeah, all it means is that way. you. All it means is that you run in text and hit people as you try to get no, through the streets. No, that's wrong, the difference. Sunshine. I, what I do is I go ahead and I text while I'm walking, but I walk in the street, which is a smart thing to do. I just watch. That's out exactly. Why not walk into oncoming traffic no, while I'm, not I'm, walking, looking no, where I you're always, going? By the way, I always walk into oncoming traffic because this way, if it's coming at oh me, God. I can quickly get to the sidewalk. But the reason. I walk in the street is because there's no people, no other people walking in the street. I mean, that's what me, I always say. Why walk amongst the people when you can I walk like into a 2,000-pound in vehicle? I, I say just thing. walk right into it. All right. Oh, did you see, you know, so all these people, the Clinton Soros group, <laughs> did you see, I mean, whatever the, the lunatic's name that has been out, CNN headline news, when are they going to ask that guy about all the crap that he has said? Um, now, we can't roll all of this out. Now, him and Brock, wow. Uh, did, you, did you read all of that, what I'm talking? You know what I'm talking yes, about, I, right? Yes, I did, re- I did read did it. Did you read how unbelievable? You know, here's a question. Hillary, you helped find this group. Uh, George Soros, are you proud of supporting people that say this, 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 and this? And say it repeatedly and never apologize for it. They, I mean, here they are. They are the thought police. They are the the uh, the the gateway of political correctness. And they have said more outrageous, insane, incendiary, over the top things in their lives. Well, and other issues than anybody that I know that's on the radio. And I'm, I read that today. I'm like, oh, good. Well, that's going to be, I don't, I don't know, maybe phase one, two, three. Well, it's not phase one, two, three, or four. Anyway, glad you're with us. Write down our toll-free telephone number. You want to be a part of this extravaganza. We've got a lot in the news today. We are, we're going to dig deep into the deep state. You know the Obama intelligence agency that they recently secretly conducted illegal searches on Americans for years? How many of you are aware? Do you know how bad that is? Do you know the declassified memos show 
that James Comey illegally shared spy data on Americans with private parties? You know, are you aware of any of this stuff? It's so messed up. I can't believe that this is this. This is now America today, where there's no freedom, privacy, freedom of expression. And I'm going to get back into where we were yesterday because so many of you have been so amazing that it's it's a very, very chilling time in America. That's the only way I can put it. You know, like there's a CNN report today. Let's And you get to the report and it ends up being the same thing over and over, over again. And you read it and it's like, OK, here we go once again. And it's CNN reporting that they think they're saying that. Uh, James Comey is expected to testify sometime in the next few weeks about the Russiagate investigation. Okay, we played over and over again. No evidence, no evidence, no evidence, no evidence of collusion. None whatsoever. But the tinfoil hat conspiracy has been advanced without any evidence. Well, now they're citing an anonymous source who says Comey will confirm that Trump tried to obstruct the FBI's investigation, along with other allegations that have surfaced in the fake news media's anonymously sourced reports. All right, so I'm, I'm predicting. Listen, I hope Comey says it. You say, what, Hannity, what are you talking about? I hope Comey goes in there and says, yeah, in that meeting in January, when I took my memo that was reported in the New York Times by anonymous sources, I'm hoping Comey says that, yeah, the president tried to, in fact, obstruct justice with the Russia investigation. Because if he says it, James Comey will be prosecuted and go to jail. Because there are two statutory requirements, felonies that he would have violated and that will put him in jail. You know what? So I don't believe the CNN report for that reason. And again, anonymously sourced CNN FBI director fired FBI director Comey plans to testify publicly in the Senate as early as next week to confirm bombshell accusations that President Trump pressured him to end his investigation into a top Trump aides ties to Russia source close to the issue confirms. Okay, so now you have an angry, um, fired, disgruntled employee that feels he was embarrassed part of the deep state now. Supposedly, this meeting took place in January. Then he testified in May that that never happened under oath. And then there are two felonies that I've cited on this program. My colleague at Fox, Greg Jarrett, had pointed out that well, that would mean that he, he violated the law because if anyone tries to obstruct the investigation of an FBI director, he has a duty, a legal obligation to report it immediately. So if he didn't report it immediately and he testified under oath that it's never happened to him, and now that he's fired and disgruntled, he's going to go back and change his position on it. Well, that means that they've got big problems for James Comey, and those now become legal problems for him. Um, All right, so we're going to get to all of that in the course of the program. I've got to start, though, today with something really important and serious. How amazing it is that we live in a world where Bill Maher— can suggest that the president of the United States and his daughter Ivanka, he makes a so-called joke about incest. How is it horrible thing suggesting the first lady of the United States is involved or was involved in her life in prostitution? How insane is it James Comey wanted to hire a guy that built the dossier on Donald Trump, then the candidate that said that turned out obviously not true that Trump was in Russia and in the Ritz Carlton and that he had two hookers and they were urinating on his bed. 
and only until they, this was made public. Now, Comey knew about it. Only when it was made public did Comey have to stop hiring this former British, I think, MI6 agent, whatever his job was. And, you know, how many times have we heard the attacks on even Eric and Lara Trump's baby that is coming and the fact that it's a boy or the vicious and vile and hateful attacks against then a 10 year old, now an 11 year old young man, the the president's son, Barron, and all the horrible things that have been said about him. You know, how low are these people going to go? Where is there any line at all? And the simple, obvious, transparent argument is, well, you know, hey, um, this is comedy. Really? I don't think Kathy Griffin, who's now been fired from CNN, sort of holding up a head of the president of the United States beheaded with blood all over it. I just don't see that in any way it's funny. Now, CNN has now responded and they have fired her. And they have severed ties with the so-called comedian. Remember, I guess she does all their New Year's Eves with Anderson Cooper. One of the saddest stories I wrote today, and this was on TMZ, Harvey Levin's site, and that Baron Trump saw this watching television on Tuesday. He was home with his mother, Melania, when, in fact, the Kathy Griffin photo appeared on the screen. And his initial reaction was that something Horrible had just happened to his father. And Trump family sources told TMZ that Barron was in front of the television watching a show when the news came on and he had to see the bloody beheaded image of his father. And we're told that he panicked and he screamed and he ran to his mother. And as it was put to us as reading from TMZ, He's 11 years old. He doesn't know who Kathy Griffin is. And the head she was holding was a head that was supposed to resemble and did resemble her his father. Now, Melania called out Kathy saying that what she did was beyond disturbing and wrong. It makes it one wonder about her mental health. But then, of course, you got Al Franken teaming up with Kathy Griffin to help sell his new book. And Al Franken's on CNN. Now listen to Al Franken be so kind and loving and forgiving to Kathy Griffin. Kathy now, Griffin. Um, she found the third rail of comedy, uh, or at least a political stunt, I guess, since it wasn't funny. And uh, she was roundly denounced for um, doing... Yeah, properly so. Yeah, properly so. So everybody thinks that she went too far. Even I, she thinks- I did, too. I... Uh, I, I really think saying, I, you know, I, Kathy's a, a friend and she's a terrific comedian, but what uh, this had no business being in our public discourse. And I talked to her. She had apologized, a real fulsome apology. She's uh, actually begged for forgiveness, and I believe in forgiveness. You're supposed to be appearing with her in July. Can she recover from this? Well... I think she did the right thing. I think I, I think asking for forgiveness and acknowledging that this was this was a, a horrible mistake, and so I I think she can. And you're still going to appear with her? Yes. So acting like she is a member of ISIS and it's it's the image of an ISIS killer beheading somebody, holding up the head with the blood on it. But Al Franken, for you, when has a conservative ever gotten forgiven? 
It doesn't. Ha- they get boycotted. They get shut down. They get attempts to fire them, and often it works. Now, which leads me to where we're going next when we get back. Now, I, I am beyond touched. It's beyond words to me. The response, the reaction, the support, frankly, the love, and the understanding of the broader principle that is in play here, which is freedom of speech for conservatives, and this effort to, to Alinskyite one by one by one, take out every conservative on radio and TV, and to destroy the Fox News channel, and to destroy everyone in talk radio so that there's only one liberal left-wing tinfoil hat conspiracy voice in the country. And we're going to update you on the Fighting Fire with Fire campaign, the Stop the Scalping campaign. And there is a list they put out, and I'll tell you about it in a minute, coming attractions. This is only the beginning what happened yesterday and how important your voice has been in bringing advertisers that, quote, were pressured to leave my show and are now back. And how also these people at this Clinton Soros group have said and done things far, far worse than anybody that they attack. We're going to get to all of that. And also how we stop liberal fascism altogether. 800-941-SEAN is our number. You want to be a part of the program. All right, as we roll along, Sean Hannity Show, 800-941-SEAN, toll-free telephone number. How do you say thank you to all of you for all that you have done to support this program and my television show to stay on the air when people are trying to take us out and and they've gone for a kill shot to take me out. I don't know how to say thank you, except that, you know, one of the things I I tried to convey yesterday is I, I, I truly in my heart of hearts believe a couple of things. One, this is all very politically motivated and I'm going to get into this at the right after the news at the bottom of the half hour, how this is this is the single greatest opportunity to expose something about the left and liberal fascism and liberal intolerance and liberal hypocrisy that it is just it, it, it is now so crystallized that I think most people get it in a way they never have before. And you have been able now to, you know, the, we only lost a couple of advertisers on TV of hundreds, less than less than 10, like eight, seven. And a number of them have now come back because of all of you. We'll have the latest on fighting fire with fire, stopping the scalping and liberal fascism. And my thank you to you coming up next. All right, as we continue, 25 now till the top of the hour, 800-941-SEAN, if you want to be a part of the program. A lot coming up today. At the top of the next hour, the, look, I've talked about five specific forces that are aligned that want to take out the president and take him down. And this dovetails into what is now happening, fighting fire with fire, stopping the scalping and liberal fascism, because... It is really an unholy alliance. It's sort of like the Democrats and the teachers union have had this unholy alliance, as I've said, for many, many years. And the unholy alliance has prevented the fixing of our educational system. And our kids get dumber and dumber and dumber. And we spend more money per year per student on education in the industrialized world than any other country. 
and we have the worst results and the worst bang for our buck. The biggest threat to the president now is the leaking in the deep state, and that is the surveillance, the illegal unmasking, and the intelligence leaking of American citizens. And, you know, the most recent victim, I would argue, based on my reading of this, is very simple. It looks like Jared Kushner. And if it's not Jared, it's going to be somebody else. You've got all the hard work of John Solomon and Sarah Carter. The classified memo showing the FBI sharing spy data on Americans with private parties. You've got the Obama intelligence agency secretly conducting illegal searches on Americans for years. Nobody else in the meet. Could you imagine if it's Donald Trump and you got a report and the AP, because John Solomon worked for 20 plus years, investigative reporter for the Associated Press. And let's say John's still with the AP and the headline reads, Obama and uh, Trump intelligence agency secretly conducted illegal searches on Americans for years. Imagine how the corrupt media would be all over something like that. It's almost like if it's not for John Solomon and Sarah Carter and Circa News and and people like me, there's there's so few of us covering it. And we're trying our level best to expose it. Now, so you got the deep state, you got a corrupt ideological media. We learned that in the campaign. I mean, we always knew it, that the media colluded with Hillary. We've always known that they are are left-wing ideological. They never vetted Obama like we did. They never told you how horrific, after eight years of his policies, how awful it was to the men and women in this country that, you know, the millions and millions more in poverty and on food stamps and out of the labor force and the lowest home ownership rate in 51 years and robbing future generations by doubling the national debt. We told you, and the mainstream media did not tell you, It was like the mainstream media breathlessly, hysterically reporting Russia, Trump, Russia, Trump, Russia, Trump. We have that introduction at some point. From NBC News World Headquarters in New York, this is NBC Nightly News with Lester Holt. (laughs) This is the CBS Evening News with Scott Pelley. ABC News World Headquarters. This is ABC World News Tonight with David Muir. This is Meet the Press with Chuck Todd. Today on Face the Nation. From ABC News, it's This Week. Here now, Chief Anchor George Stephanopoulos. It's The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. All right, you guys get the idea. I've got too much to say here, but it is, it's all one. So you got the deep state leaking, the deep state now spying. I was good. I was glad to see earlier today the House Intelligence Committee is now going to begin investigating illegal surveillance by the Obama administration. Unless and until deep state leakers are prosecuted and put in jail. 
for what they have done, it's never going to stop. Devin Nunez, who is the House Intelligence Committee chairman, said that his committee is now gathering evidence on these reports. Widespread abuse by the Obama administration of the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, the FISA Act. No, we know what he did with Executive Order 12333 two weeks before he left, and, and that allowed you know other government agencies, 16 other agencies, to begin having raw intelligence. You know, if somebody that's, you know, then it becomes, oh, OK, well, Americans are picked up. You know, Jared Kushner, how dare he reach out to have a back channel to to another country? Well, if he's working for the president, that's part of his job. Did the Obama administration not have and Hillary Clinton not have a back channel to the Iranians when they made this horrific, God awful, stupid deal with mullahs that are advancing a caliphate? that burn American and Israeli flags, have promised to wipe Israel off the map, deny the Holocaust for crying out loud? It's so sick. Deep state, corrupt ideological media, colluding with Hillary. You got Dems never want to admit they failed. They, they can't let Trump's agenda pass because if it does, they're never going to get back in power. Weak, pathetic. I mean, what, the biggest problem, I think, for the for the president's agenda is now weak, pathetic establishment Republicans. It's now a problem. I'm going to get into it later in the week that we're not getting the agenda passed. And there's like 30 some odd days left on the legislative calendar. That's it. And if they don't get these things done, they're going to get their asses kicked in 2018. And if that happens and the Democrats ever got the House, they're going to try and impeach the president. It's just going to happen. And then you've got never Trumpers. They're dying for their relevance back. If we care about the men and women in poverty and on food stamps, this all matters. This all matters. We've got to get back to the focus. Now, I want to tell you something else here. When I am so beyond, when I saw the results of yesterday, advertisers coming back on my TV show because of what all of you did by contacting them. When I saw the social media responses, when I got numbers of impressions in the millions and millions that went around the country, and that is the support of Fighting Fire with Fire. If you have not been to their website, I I urge you. They're asking for your help, and that is the MediaEqualizer.com, MediaEqualizer.com. It's on my website, Hannity.com, if you want. The stop the scalping, the liberal fascism. You've got to understand what's at stake here. They are trying to take out a duly elected president. At the very least, their hope is that they stop him from succeeding in his agenda, which would help the forgotten men and women that I've just mentioned in poverty, food stamps, out of work, can't buy a house, the kids that have no opportunity living in mommy and daddy's basements, one in six American men, 18 to 34, in jail or living home with mommy and daddy. The real problems, they don't want Trump to fix them. They don't want any of that done. And this is where the great hypocrisy is exposed here. The left says they support liberty and freedom of speech. We're for freedom of speech. Nobody on cable TV that describes themselves as left of center stood up and said, stop boycotting Sean Hannity. None of them stood up for me. They were secretly, I'm sure most of them hoping that, that I got canned because I've won so many years and in, in, in they can't compete. 
I'm sure that many of them were happy about it. You know, when Bill Maher back in his politically incorrect days was being fired, it was guys like Hannity and Levin and Ingram and and Rush Limbaugh that said, don't fire him. I've never supported boycotts. When when the Stephen Colbert, the hideous, despicable, vile comments he made, I said, no, I'm not going to be part of a boycott. And the same thing when it happened with Bill Maher's vile comments about incest and Ivanka and her father, the president. I haven't said anything about firing Kathy Griffin. They, they already decided on CNN. It's disgusting is what she did. I mean, that's... It's so off the rails sick. I haven't done that. But they have now, they're not for freedom, the left. They never stood up for Coulter's right to speak at Berkeley or Milo Yiannopoulos to speak at Berkeley. They never, they never once defended the right of Rush Limbaugh or, or Beck or Ingram or Levin or, or, or me or anybody or Riley, any of us. They don't care because they want a monopoly. They don't like, there are two outlets basically for conservatives, three if you consider like Conservative Review and, and some conservative writers and, and publications and, you know, so on and so forth. And there are some good writers still at NRO, although some of them are just so weak and pathetic. It's just beyond my ability to read anymore. It's too bad. By the way, I wonder if they all defended Buckley's uh, comments when he made against Gore Vidal. and. This is the first time a group has decided to fight back. Fight fire with fire. Brian Maloney and, 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 and Melanie Swanson, Melanie Morgan. And stop the scalping. The left says they're for freedom. They do nothing to stand up for the freedom of conservatives. They support it. The left says they have a monopoly of compassion on the poor. And the disabled, their policies put 13 million more Americans on food stamps, 8 million more Americans in poverty, and they rob from future generations and put more people out of the labor force than, than any single one group or, or administration in the history of this country. The first administration never to hit 3% GDP growth. Really? You care about the poor? You look at the statistics, who were most disproportionately impacted by the horrible policies of Obama and the left? Who was it? African-Americans, Hispanic-Americans. The numbers are disproportionately impactful negatively towards them. But they care about minorities. They have monopoly. And Republicans, after all, every election we hear are racist. You know, you hear the same thing. The Democrats, they are the champion of women. And Hillary can take money from countries one after another. The practice is Sharia where women can't drive. Men tell women how to dress, where women can't leave the country uh, without a male's permission. In, in Saudi Arabia, they can't even leave their house without a male relative with them. And Hillary takes millions from the Clinton Foundation. Really? She's standing up for, for women's rights it's a crock. It's a lie. It's a myth. They're words. It's propaganda. It's distortion. It's misinformation. It's outright lying. Same thing. Oh, they care about gays and lesbians. I've been critical because I didn't want to change the definition of marriage. I don't think there's been a louder voice that says, stop killing in these Sharia countries gays and lesbians. Stop throwing them off buildings and hanging them. 
It's disgusting. It's like a, 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 it's a genocide for crying out loud, like Christian genocide of the Yazidis and Christians in Iraq going on in modern times. Nobody in the media pays attention to that either. You want a, you want a conspiracy, Russia conspiracy theory? Hillary, Secretary of State, signs off uranium. One, 20% of America's uranium goes to Vladimir Putin. 20%, the foundational material for nuclear weapons. Hillary signed her name on it. And then all the people in Canada around the deal that benefited from the deal, they funnel millions and millions into the Clinton Foundation. So they say every election year that the Republicans are racist. Their policies have hurt minorities more than any other group of people. They say Republicans are sexist. Look at the money where Hillary takes money from and all these Sharia countries buy her silence and there's no criticism from her. Uh, They're anti-gay, Republicans are, but her silence was bought again in countries that practice Sharia. You know, and she's flipped and flopped and flailed on gay marriage herself so often that nobody knows where she stands. You know, that they're Islamophobe. Why? Because we, we don't want people with with values like living under Sharia to bring the values to America so we can keep Americans safe. And we don't want the Islamization of America like has happened in Europe, where even Great Britain has 80 some odd Sharia courts. It's ridiculous. They lie. They are not true. They're not the party of freedom. They're not the party of gay rights, women's rights. They're not the party of freedom of speech. And all of you have stood up for the principle, and I think we've all had it. And I want to thank you. It involves me, but it's bigger than me. It involves principles that matter. And I'll only say this in closing. You lose the Fox News channel. You lose talk radio. And they have the monopoly. You'll also lose your president. They'll, they will take him out. The five groups I met, the deep state, Democrats, the media, weak Republicans, never Trump. They'll take him out. I promise you. He'll be impeached they, 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 or they'll render him so impotent. It's, you voted for nothing and they will have taken away your vote. There's so much at stake here. If you haven't checked out their website, I urge you, and they're going to join us. Melanie and Brian will join us later it's stop the, uh, I'm sorry, mediaequalizer.com. All right, when we come back, the deep state and how they are spying on Americans and leaking intelligence and getting away from it. Uh, but Mr. Clapper then went on to say that to his knowledge, there was no evidence of collusion between members of the Trump campaign and the Russians. We did not conclude any evidence in our report. And when I say our report, that is the NSA, FBI, and CIA with my office the director of national intelligence that had anything, any reflection of collusion between the members of Trump campaign and the Russians. There was no evidence of that in our report. Was Mr. Clapper wrong when he said that? I think he's right uh, about characterizing the report, which you, you all have read. We did not include any evidence in our report. And I say our, that's NSA, FBI, and CIA with my office, the director of national intelligence that had anything that had any reflection of collusion between members of the Trump campaign and the Russians. There was no evidence of that included in in our report. Can you say definitively that there was collusion? There were people affiliated with the Trump campaign who were working with Russians 
to time the release of damaging information about Hillary Clinton that had been, that had been hacked either from John Podesta or the DNC? Uh, I don't think we can say anything definitively at this point. Have you seen anything, either intelligence briefings, through intelligence briefings, anything to back up any of the accusations that sure. you've made? They have the documentation that they did the hacking. The hacking. On the DNC. Right. And on some of us, you know, that had But the collusion, it. though. No, we have not. Do you have evidence that there was, in fact, collusion between Trump associates and Russia during the campaign? Not at this time. Have you seen anything that suggests any collusion between the Russians and the Trump campaign? Well, there's an awful lot of smoke there, let's put it that way. People that might have said they were involved, to what extent they were involved, to what extent the president might have known about these people or whatever. There's nothing there from that standpoint that we have seen directly linking uh, our president to any of that. Did evidence exist? of collusion, coordination, conspiracy between the Trump campaign and Russian state actors at the time you learned of 2016 efforts. I don't know whether or not such collusion, that's your term, such collusion existed. I don't know. I don't know. No evidence of collusion. Maxine Waters, Joe Manchin, Diane Feinstein, Comey, Clapper, Brennan, and it goes on and on and on. And then the question is, why are we still here discussing all of this? Where is the investigation into where the deep state leaks are coming from? In other words, yeah, I believe in surveillance. I love the NSA, what they do, the CIA. I, I think it's very important in an evil world to have intelligence gathering, especially among this nation's enemies. But when Americans are picked up, Americans that have constitutional Fourth Amendment rights and Americans are picked up incidentally in the case of Flynn with a future counterpart in the case of others. You know, Jared Kushner wants a backdoor discussion. Oh, OK. Backdoor channels. Is, is that something new in American history? That uh, was that new for Obama when he had backdoor channels with Iran to make this horrific Iranian deal? Anyway, 800-941-SEAN, our toll-free telephone number. We'll have more on this uh, firing of Kathy Griffin and, of course, fighting fire with fire and stopping the scalpings. That's all coming up later in the show today. But joining us first, we have Jay Sekulow. He's the chief counsel for the American Center for Law and Justice. And Sarah Carter is the senior editor of CircaNews.com. Jay, let me start with you. To me, if the deep state doesn't get cleaned up. If the, the leaking of masking, which we've learned so much about in large part because of Sarah and John Solomon's reporting, and then the leaking of intelligence, which is a crime and the violation of Fourth Amendment rights, I, I, I don't know how the president can successfully govern with a media that wants to run with every leak as if it is fact, even though it's never sourced. It's because it's a media filibuster. I mean, what's going on right now is effectively a media filibuster. They can make up these stories, not cover the ones that have real meat, and then instead what? Turn it around into a media frenzy over nothing. Ignore the stories about our Fourth Amendment rights being violated, or as I, I, I like to say, the, 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 the NSA and some of these agencies under Obama were viewing the Fourth Amendment as an advisory opinion. But the fact is there's, there's a feeding frenzy here in Washington right now, and, and it's a media filibuster. And until you impanel the grand jury and go after a couple of these leakers, you don't have to go after 50, go after three. Get three convictions, guess what happens? Completely different ballgame. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Sarah, welcome uh, back to the program. Your last article with John. The headline is Obama Intel Agency secretly conducted illegal searches on Americans for years. Now, what you're what you're reporting on is illegal activity. What you're reporting on is 
the government spying on Americans, and they're doing it without warrants, totally ignoring and trampling on Fourth Amendment rights. Well, and that's not just you saying this, Sean. That was actually coming from the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court. I mean, this is coming from the Fifth Court, the most secret court in the land that deals with, you know, uh, approving warrants for the FBI and others to conduct searches on Americans. They're saying the lack of candor that, you know, these agencies had with them and also very serious Fourth Amendment egregious and serious Fourth Amendment violations. So, you know, it's interesting that you say where it's illegal. It was illegal that what they were doing was illegal. And it's interesting that there's no real repercussions for this. And I think that's why they're going to try to review the 702, that Section 702, that allows them to unmask Americans, to search foreigners overseas, which is kind of like a backdoor way of, of unmasking Americans, because it allows you to search non-U.S. persons overseas, all their uh, communications. And if you happen to be an American and you happen to be talking to someone overseas, that unmasking occurs. What we found out in our recent report with regard to the FBI, that it was far more extensive than what we had originally thought. And that the FBI was uh, violating uh, hundreds and hundreds of times these laws uh, to the point with warrantless, warrantless data. That means, you know, data that they did not have to achieve a warrant for. And remember, that's what Comey said. He said that they had, that they had used warrantless data in the best possible way with oversight clearly defined by the law and what the fifth court said was no you did not so they're admitting constitutional violations jay is the, yep. putting your attorney hat on you know yep. how has all of this come to light and it's been day by day step by step and yet nobody has paid a price for this you know the only one crime we know committed was that against general michael flynn and that was unmasking after incidental surveillance he should have been minimized he wasn't but then the unmasking and then the intelligence leak on him which destroyed his life right no there's nobody held accountable not one person ever and this is look i mean i think sarah's reporting has been fantastic and you've been staying on this story which uh, is is serving the country well but until there is actual justice here and then i talk about that within the legal framework that there are actually people brought up on charges that are grand juries and panel and things actually move forward there's going to be no end on this so i think what has to happen at the justice department right now is jeff sessions as the attorney general has to engage and maybe they've done it we just don't know i've not heard anything in washington about it and then you know we don't but there has to be a grand jury there has to be investigations and sean you just said the key thing there has been one proven crime here and the media ignores that crime and every moment that there's another one of these anonymous leaks the president has a meeting and it's leaked 30 seconds later literally if that's not stopped then what happens is the media is winning this filibuster that they're engaged in, and we will talk about nothing else. And that is what we have to realize here, that until until there's decisive action taken, we've got a decisive leader, but he's got to take decisive action through his Justice Department to stop this consequences for bad behavior. That's critical. There was a really disturbing comment, Sarah, made by Ron Paul, Rand Paul's dad. He's a former congressman, uh, and it really is frightening and it's somewhat chilling and he made a a declaration about donald trump on what would have been what what, jfk's 100th birthday and he issued a statement from his facebook page presumably in response to al green and his call for trump's impeachment he said kennedy angered the deep state 
national security establishment when he negotiated with Russia to and above ground nuclear testing, promised to remove American troops from South Vietnam and began secret talks to end the Cold War with Russia and Cuba. He writes, if history repeats itself, if Trump is apparently treading on thin ice from members within his own government, if Kennedy was assassinated by nefarious secret government entities within the deep state, that same apparatus may come after Trump, too. Now, I don't really know if we've actually ascertained that the deep state was involved in any way, shape, matter or form as it relates to the assassination of President Kennedy. But I think he's uh, the, on, on the broader point in terms of the actual danger it represents. Is he is he gone a step too far there? Well, you know, I mean, it, he's allowed to say what he feels and what he understands and what he knows. And, and I mean, that's America, right? You can say what you feel. And obviously he feels that there's a threat from what he uh, is is describing as the deep state which is what we're hearing over and over again. You know, it feels like there's this internal battle within our bureaucracy and within our government between those that uh, vehemently hate and oppose this president. And what's so frightening about that is that everybody is willing to ignore all of the consequences of our Constitution, of what we stand for as a nation in order to achieve some kind of an end. And when I was listening to Jay, he brought up really great points there. One of the things that we keep hearing in the arguments from people is like, well, these people are leaking information that we need to know because they're trying to reveal this corruption, which nobody, apparently no one, not even the, you know, former director Clapper, uh, even Brennan, nobody can point to any evidence. But what they are doing is accusing people of guilt before they even go before a court of law. And there's not even a court of law that they're even going to right now. So we don't even know what charges are going to be brought against anyone, if anything at all. And and what happened with, let's go back to Lieutenant General Michael Flynn, the leaking of General Flynn's name. That name was classified highly secret because he's an American. And the reason they do that is so things like this don't happen. So people don't get accused in a public courtroom with hearsay and no evidence of things that they may have never been involved in. And I think that this is the problem here. And people need to be concerned because the FBI wasn't just about, you know, we're not just looking at the Flynn leak, but we're looking at what happened even with our report from the Fisk Court, where it says the FBI was sharing information with third parties, with forbidden parties. Um, You know, the NSA was data mining, one out of every 20 upstream data that's going from your computer to a server illegally. Mm-hmm. Imagine what happens when people get that kind of information on people. Oh, they could, and listen, everybody, would, so many people would be compromised and and it would be used to blackmail Americans, silence Americans, intimidate Americans. And that is, by its very definition, a police state in my mind. All right, we'll continue more with Sarah Carter, more with Jay Sekulow. As we continue with uh, Jay Seculo, he is the chief counsel for the American Center for Law and Justice. Sarah Carter is the senior editor of CircaNews.com. They've been doing all the digging into surveillance, unmasking, and the leaking of intelligence. And, you know, Sarah, you had said at some point it's going to become very clear to the American people, not only were they spied on, but also there seems to be a dramatic uptick in the spying of political opponents in the last election cycle. Where now is your investigation heading and where are we going to get more specific information about the intelligence community and who they targeted and why? Yes, I think. Yes, I think so. I think this is, uh, you know, our investigation is moving in that direction. And of course, you know, it requires a lot of work. A lot of this information is classified 
so we won't get all the answers that we need. What we do know, and, um, and uh, you know, our, the sources I've been speaking to have been very clear that there are people within the intelligence community and within the bureaucracy that have their sights set on President Trump and his administration. And I think that's fairly obvious from looking at the media reports in these leaks. These leaks have been very personal. They've been very direct at, at spreading rumors and damaging people within the administration. And they haven't been based on hard facts. And I think that's what's so concerning. If there are facts out there that prove there was this collusion uh, between anyone in the president's administration or the president himself, then get those facts out there. Share those facts, right? But the problem is, is what they're doing is leaking innuendo and rumors or meetings with people, and they're not telling the whole story behind that. And that actually makes those people, people like Jared Kushner, people like Michael Flynn and others, look like they are guilty of something without any evidence. And I think that is the most damaging thing. And then, Jay, on the legal side, John and Sarah's article that these declassified memos show that the FBI, and that's under Comey, illegally sharing spy data on Americans with private parties. What what, what is going on here? There's no privacy anymore. No, this is, look, I mean, they have become not only a rogue agency, but this is, they become an agency unto themselves. And and the impact is that the American people, everyone in the country ends up becoming subject to a very broad dragnet. And you can make it even worse than that because the, the reality is it is. And that is the FBI disregarding warrant, you know, going on its warrantless searches, going on without probable cause, or as the, you know, it's very clear that the court, the FISA court said it was incompatible with the administration of justice, what was going on here. And to have a court come up with very strong language and being very specific, that in fact, Americans' personal information was put at risk with no evidence, no probable cause, no wireless, uh, no wiretaps, nothing. All right, guys, I want to thank you both. Makes that agency the king. And that's not how it works in the Constitutional Republic. All right, guys, thank you both. We will not stop this story. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll continue. It's the Sean Hannity Show. Thank you for being here every day. We appreciate it more than you know. All right, 25 till the top of the hour, 800-941-SEAN. If you want to be a part of this extravaganza, um, I want to leave some time for calls today because, number one, I'm so appreciative. I've not had a chance to really connect like I wanted to. I, I, I Look, let me tell you what my five-day vacation was like. It was great. I found some time to relax shut down, turn off. But I also had to spend a lot of time working when when people want to take your job away from you and get you fired and they're lying about you and they're taking things out of context about you and they're misrepresenting who you are, what you say. And it's all because of political reasons. I, I did spend a lot of time you know, preparing for this battle that I am now engaged in. What has been so amazingly inspiring and energizes me is how much all of you have had an impact in this as we now have gotten advertisers back. The the number is so tiny and small. I don't even know half of them. You know, I, was, I just got a, a note, Linda, that one of the advertisers that begins with an R said, no, we never did, but yet these liars over there at the Soros-Clinton group put them up there as if they went off the show when they didn't. The bottom line is you are protecting the show. You this this really for all intent and purposes now is your show. It's not my show because 
I, I can't, I wouldn't survive without you. I don't, number one, you don't survive as a host without an audience. Number two, you don't survive if, if nobody really cares whether or not the show goes away or not. And so we're just dedicated to doing what it is that we do every single day on this program, and that is giving you news and information and entertainment that you're not going to get anywhere else. And it's just, uh, it's just a pretty incredible and, and humbling time for us here on the program, although I do worry about poor Lauren. I mean, every day she's looking at me like it's I'm, I'm two days away from becoming treat and being taken out of her life. And she looks at me every day with these sad eyes, and it's like, I, I, it's okay, I'm fine. I know you're fine. I just hate seeing you go through this because you're such a good person and you're just trying to get to the bottom of things and find the truth for your audience. And it bothers me you that remember, you're being attacked. Well, you remember you, I was so upset for you the day that we had to let poor Trico. By the way, Treat should be coming back any day now. I'm pretty convinced he'll be back. And, and uh, It's treat, a girl. Whatever. The dog. It's a girl. It's a dog. It's a dog. Say it New York style. It's a girl dog. All right. So Treat is one of the service dogs. Lauren, to her credit, raises service dogs and trains them. And Treat had a little bit of a problem, let's say, in ever listening to anything that Lauren ever said, and so we, after a period of time, you have to send her off to the uh, to the next level of training, and we send her off. And the days leading up to poor treat leaving, I mean, were very rough on Lauren. And I even tweeted out something I didn't believe, which was that treat is going to make it. I have full confidence in treat, and. I did it because I wanted to make her feel better, but I have a funny feeling the treat's going to be coming back in our studio, which is a good thing because I told you I it will make it the show's dog. She can be a full-time Sean Hannity show dog as long as we have a show, and and I'll do that because it's important. You know, it's funny you're bringing up treat today. I oh, actually boy. got her progress report today for her first month. No way. Is she still in school? She's still in school. Um, and? She is doing her the negatives are she's jumping. Shocking. Big breaking news. <laughs> Treat is jumping on people. Shocking. Um, and she, she whines in the crate, apparently. Um, and her distractibility level is at uh, high. <laughs> oh, so they're basically reinforcing everything we knew when Treat left because that was her problem when she was here. But listen, she's got some positives. She is doing well walking on the leash nice, nicely. She is interacting appropriately with other dogs. She is um, accepting Did the you ask grooming. the key questions? Did you ask whether or not they think Treat will make it and graduate? It's too soon to tell. I, I can't okay. ask them. All right, but the thing is, is the days leading up to Treat leaving, you'd look over at that dog and tears would come to your eyes. And I, I noticed now for every day for a number of weeks, you're looking at me with those same eyes thinking I'm I'm walking dead, that I'm done, that I'm finished. And I don't know if that, that look may be the, you know, kiss of death for me for crying out loud. And all right, It's very I, different. Well, I do appreciate it, as I do everybody on the show that's been awesome. And all the people in this audience have been amazing. All right, let's get to our phones. Um, I know you've been waiting. Uh, let's go to Lisa is in Jackson, Mississippi, on the Sean Hannity Show. What's up, Lisa? How are you? Glad you called. Hey, I'm fine. Um, I just wanted to say, first of all, it's a pleasure and honor to talk to you. And Lauren is very sweet on the phone. She's been very good to me. But um, I was excited to hear at the end of your program yesterday uh, about the media equalizer thing because I was so angry right before Memorial Day when all that came out 
and I was afraid that um, I even tried calling some advertisers myself before I knew about the media equalizer thing. But um, I did just want to also thank you for standing up. And I know during the campaign, uh, the election campaign for president, you had that forgotten man portrait or whatever on your website. And that's kind of how I know Trump was our voice on the campaign trail in politics. But you have been our voice in the media, and that's why, you know, we're all so angry, and we want to stand by you and do, you know, do right by you. So, well, it, 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 it you know, it just means a lot. I don't like to ask. I it, look, I just really appreciate it, and it's. I, how do I take myself out of this and just say this? If they can take out any of us in talk radio because they don't like us and they don't like our views and they lie about us. And they they do these campaigns to silence us. It's we are at a very deep risk in terms of where we are as a country and what kind of country we want to be. I have no problem. I mean, I was literally laughing when I first listened and heard (laughs) the Rachel Maddow stuff. It's hilarious. But I don't want to live in a country where she doesn't have the right to say it. And I've def- I have defended freedom of speech my entire life. But I will say this. It's been a one-way street for too long. And I just think that as long as this continues, then it's, it's a necessary evil to stop the insanity of the left in terms of stifling freedom of speech and freedom of thought and freedom to express one's views. They can lie all they want and say that, oh, we're not doing that, when that is exactly what they're doing. And now, and by the way, the effort that Melanie and the effort that Brian are involved, it's not a boycott. All they're doing is what the Clinton Soros group is doing. And that is they're mentioning the advertisers and the crazy theories of one host. And they have up on their website today a picture of coming attractions of all the other crazy hosts out there, and I assume all the bizarre things they have said over the years and who their advertisers are. And if this is the world that they want to live in, what Brian and Melanie are saying, and I agree with them, then they're going to have to live by the same rules. And it's unfortunate. This was caused by liberal fascists. This was caused by people that cannot tolerate conservative voices. This is caused in part because it is thought that this show is too supportive of the president's agenda. And what's the president's agenda? To get people off of food stamps, out of welfare, um, out of poverty, back to work, creating jobs, being strong with foreign uh, with, with foreign powers that want to destroy us, being strong against radical Islam, protecting our borders, vetting people that come into the country, getting rid of the disaster of Obamacare. You know, getting the bureaucracy out of education. The, the agenda is simple. And God help you if you support it. Because they're, they're out. Look, I'm going to just say it. They're out for blood. They're out for their scalp. Stop the scalping. is what That's what they want. They want another. They want my head. It's now my head that they want on a trophy. It's, it's And I just see it. And I am appreciative for all that people have done on behalf of this effort, this movement, because it is important, in my opinion. It's so important if you want the agenda you voted for in November to continue, and I do. Um, all right, George is in Texas. George, hi. How are you? We're glad you called. Welcome to the Sean Hannity Show. Hey, Sean. How you doing? I hope you're feeling a lot better, man. You know what? Hey, man, we're not going to let you down out here. 
you're, you're our voice. You're like the young lady said from our, uh, Mississippi there, you're our voice out here, man. We're not going to let you down. And, you know, what frustrated me about Republicans all this time for years and years, my whole life, I'm in my 50s, Sean, and uh, they never fought back. They folded up like cheap lawn chairs, like John McCain, for example. And whenever there was a confrontation, they would fold up like a cheap lawn chair and go away. You know, you have to fight back. And let's call it what it is. Let's call it a boycott. You know, let's hit it with a full force of, um, of conservatism. You know, right now the Democratic Party is on its knees. It's on its knees. It's time to kick it in the face and drive, drive home the sword. I mean, the reason you're so effective, Sean, is because you're over the target. And when you're over the target, you're going to get a lot of flack. When you get flack, it's time to open the Bombay door, brother. Listen, where I am a natural battler, I am a na- I'm a natural counterpuncher. My instinct is to stand up and fight for what I believe in. And that's all I'm doing. I am doing here what I have done my entire life, my entire career. And I I don't think about what how this will impact me in the end. I'm not thinking about what the results will be. I feel every day I am just doing what's right. And finally, the fact that there's a group that's fighting back and standing up to this liberal fascism is heartwarming and invigorating. And the fact that all of you have engaged is even more invigorating. And if you want to help the effort, it's really simple. Just go to MediaEqualizer.com. you got to take a look at their coming attractions. It made me laugh today. It cracked me up, actually. And we're going to get back into that at the top of the hour. But um, it's, and it's And you know what? The interesting part is not a boycott, one. Number two, they're saying, fine, you stop going after conservatives, we'll stop going after you. Wait till you see the stuff that I have seen, that I have. <laughs> the Soros-Clinton group, the people that are responsible for this, the things that have been said by them over the years... Anyway, 800-941-SEAN. Melanie and Brian coming up next on this very issue, which is fighting fire with fire and stopping the scalping. All right, as we continue, Sean Hannity Show, 800-941-SEAN, our toll-free telephone number. You want to be a part of the program? All right, got to go. Apparently, AJ, my buddy down in Houston, Texas, and KTRH, has been going nuts wanting to get in touch with us, is upset about something. What are you upset about, AJ? What's the matter? Let not your heart be troubled. What are you doing? Big time, Sean Hannity. Hey, you know... First of all, don't you ever tell them that you don't boycott no more because you got smart people behind you like all of us behind you that we know what to do. You ain't even got to use that word because we already got a mark. And the people that's backing you and that's behind you, that's supporting you, they, they know not to leave your show because they know that you are a great, Great man. Uh, look, AJ, and I love you. But no, we're not. Well, listen, it's not a boycott. They're just, exactly. doing what, they're, not, they're just doing what the left is doing. They're saying, all right, here's the crazy, bat-blanking, crazy stuff that liberals say, like Rachel Maddow, and here's her advertisers, just like they've been doing to me, just like they've done to conservatives for, you know, years and years and years, and nobody before this has fought back. Now we're fighting back. And we going to fight back. And Dak Nabbitt, do you forgot one? It's Soros, Clinton, and Obama. All the rat. And I'm glad CNN uh, filed that, that idiot over there. That's, that, I don't even want to talk about that. But, Sean, stay strong. Stay tough. We got your back. Don't worry about it. And I hope the kids at Fox News know don't make the mistake. And Trump knows not to sign the Paris deal as well. Sean, we love you. 
you win. How long have you known me now? How long have you been a friend of this program? Oh, Sean, ever since, what, what, oh, five, six, something, right, more, so longer than that, really. Right, you're, you're telling me to stay strong and don't back down. Do you think I'm, it's even in me to do that? I, It's impossible. It's not in my DNA to not fight back and not take it to the end. I'm taking this fight to the end. That's and it. that's what we love about you, Big And let me tell you, Big Time, I am, I am not thinking for a second what the consequences to me are. I don't. The principle of liberty and freedom and the threat to to conservatism by liberal fascism is real, and I'm not backing down. I'm not giving in. However, if I have to walk around in a, in my, a drive around in my own car and put a phony microphone in front of me and I'll call you on the phone and I'll do a show with me and you for three hours, well, that'll be my future, but... I'm not I'm going to fight and try and make sure that they don't get to silence another voice. These people exactly. are liberal fascists. And what they do is despicable. Hey, in America, this is why he's big time Sean Hannity. All right, big time AJ. All right, speaking of fighting fire with fire, speaking of stopping the scalping, speaking of stopping liberal fascism, when we come back, Melanie Morgan, Brian Maloney will join us next right here on the Sean Hannity show. Right, news roundup and information overload hour here on the Sean Hannity Show. Toll-free, our telephone numbers, 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. CNN having now fired Kathy Griffin over the sick Trump beheading video picture of hers. Um, you know, imagine if anybody, wow, what the reaction would have been. That was a conservative had done that in Obama's president. So sick, ugly, twisted, etc. Um, but anyway, that is so in line what we have now been talking about. Uh, there's or a TMZ report that was out there that Baron Trump, the 11 year old son of the president, was actually at home with his mom. And this appeared on the screen and he thought something horrible had happened to his father. He was in front of the TV watching a show. News came on and there was the bloody beheaded images. And he panicked and screamed, and I just can't imagine what happened after. I just, you know, an 11-year-old kid, which, by the way. But don't worry, that won't stop Al Franken, the great senator who was on this morning on an interview. You know, great giant of the Senate. He's promoting a new book, and, you know, he's supporting her. Listen. Kathy Griffin, um, she found the third rail of comedy, uh, or at least a political stunt, I guess, since it wasn't funny. And uh, she was roundly denounced for um, doing... Yeah, properly so. Yeah, properly so. So everybody thinks that she went too far. Even I, she thinks... I did, too. I, uh, I, I really think saying, I, you know, I, Kathy's a, a friend, and she's a terrific comedian, but what uh, this had no business being in our public discourse. And I talked to her. She had apologized a real fulsome apology she's uh, actually begged for forgiveness and I believe in forgiveness you're supposed to be appearing with her in July can she recover from this well I think she did the right thing I think I, I think asking for forgiveness and acknowledging that this was this was a, a horrible mistake and so I, I think she can and you're still gonna appear with her yes now, the problem is this is another one of those that has gone out there again and again and again and again trying to take out conservatives. And he failed at Air America and radio there, but he writes books. Oh, Rush Limbaugh is a big, fat idiot, and 
and every other vicious, vile attack. And, and I know personally how he has been involved in operations, so I've been told, that are targeting conservatives at the highest level. He personally helping to orchestrate. Anyway, 800-941-SEAN is our number. Now, I guess on the heels of the Fight Fire with Fire campaign and Stop the Scalpings campaign, I guess this is as relevant as ever. And this pushback now that has finally begun as conservatives are isolated, targeted one by one in the hopes of going after their advertisers, silencing their voices and getting them off the air. And the launch yesterday took place on Facebook and on Twitter. And it is also on the website. Uh, that we have put up on our website, which is called MediaEqualizer.com. And what's been happening is just a pretty unbelievable response from what I've heard. Joining us now is Melanie Morgan, co-founder of the Media Equality Project, independent TV producer, Brian Maloney, also a co-founder and publisher of MediaEqualizer.com. And the project is called Stop the Scalpings, Fight Fire with Fire. Welcome back, both of you back to the program. Uh, first, let's get your reaction to what happened with Kathy Griffin and Al Franken's reaction, Melanie. Okay, so first of all, here's my reaction. Um, Senator Al Franken, when he was comedian Al Franken, personally stalked and harassed me. And uh, it was an ugly, unpleasant experience. And this led uh, to later to a boycott, actually, of our radio station at KSFO Radio in San Francisco. So when I see and hear this, it upsets me unbelievably. But this is what we expect from the left these days. I was telling the Washington Post, yes, this story, Stop the Scalpings, has gone mainstream. I was telling them to Day, that we are real people. Conservatives are, have real feelings, and we are sick and tired, and that's why we've launched Operation Fight with Fire with Fire. It's, it's about time. And you know what's the best thing to fight fire with? It's more fire, and guess what? We're pouring more gasoline on the fire today. Got to tell you all about it, Sean. I want to hear it. Go ahead. Okay, so here's what's happening. We have put up on our Facebook page, which, by the way, has grown from 6,000 people two days ago to well over 25,000 people as of today, and they're all phone banking. It's an informational campaign. Let me get the wording just exactly correct. And now what we've got is we've got a coming attraction up at MediaEqualizer.com of all the other liberals who want to maybe get involved in the same sort of behavior as Rachel Maddow, pushing conspiracy theories and attacking conservatives at a personal level such as yourself, Sean. Let me go to you, Brian, and, and talk about, for example, we they've been using the isolate, target, freeze it, personalize it campaign against conservatives. This is the first time it's now happened that anybody's done this against uh, any Democrat or any liberal voice in the marketplace. And we went over in great detail how ju- I was shocked, frankly, personally. I, I don't watch Rachel Maddow's show and I had no idea that she had pushed and expanded all these conspiracy. I mean, I think everybody on that show needs to wear a tinfoil hat. I mean, it's so <laughs> off the charts, bizarre. And, but also the, the personal attacks and comparing the Trump kids to Uday and Kuse. Imagine if a conservative did that to Malia and Sasha when the Obamas were in the White House. I don't know what the reaction would be, but I got to imagine it would have been pretty severe. And so I guess my question is, where is this going from here? 
Well, I think, Sean, this entire effort has just been exploding. And uh, we have, uh, we've actually, and just since Mel updated, there's 30,000 people on Facebook now working on this. So if we added another five just in the last couple hours, and we have millions of people seeing us on Twitter. And, I mean, the reaction, the response has been absolutely enormous. But I want to speak to something here because I have a nine-year-old daughter. And now tonight I'm going to have to explain to my nine-year-old daughter why a severed head of the president was being held in the hands of a woman in a photo that has been shown absolutely everywhere in the country, and she's almost certainly seen it one or five times by now. Who hasn't? And so how am I going to explain that to my daughter, who's probably going to be as upset as, as uh, Barron? You know, I mean, what, what are we supposed to do about this? Why is this okay? Yeah. Well, I mean, you wrote a personal article on why does Rachel Maddow so often embrace fringe conspiracy theories? I've been accused of embracing a conspiracy theory because I asked questions of the one person that actually knows who leaked the DNC emails to WikiLeaks, and that is right. the person that runs WikiLeaks, Julian Assange. And, well, that's right, and I've yeah. gone off Julian Assange's public comments. I've gone off my interviews with him. I don't think anybody else in the country has interviewed him as much as I have. And I've asked him repeatedly, is it Russia? Is it Russia? No, no, no. No, no, it's not Russia. The Russian narrative, the Russia-Trump narrative goes on and on and on and on and on. And people say, "Okay, well, let's have an investigation. Okay, what are you investigating? Fine, investigate. But it's been going on for how many months at this point? And all we hear is zero evidence, zero evidence, zero evidence. Now, you know, talk about some of the the conspiracy theories that she has supported, like after the Boston Marathon uh, bombings, for example, or, you know, when a third bombing suspect was based in Florida, died with a skirmish with FBI agents. Uh, Didn't she talk about an insane, bizarre cover-up conspiracy theory at the time that had not been proven? And doesn't she have a a habit of resorting to these desperate measures and the initial debates over Obamacare where she claimed opponents were planning actual assassinations of people? That's absolutely right, Sean. And, you know, I was interviewed by a CNN reporter yesterday, and it turned into an hour-long argument. I found I was arguing with the reporter interviewing me, who was just going on and on about how, why was Sean obsessed with a debunked story? And basically, this guy's contention was, you had no right to investigate, no right to... This is a CNN reporter on the phone. We're arguing, we're yelling at each other, and well, I'm what, saying, well, what, well, what is the debunked? Does anybody in America know, and I'm, I'm saying I don't know, Does anybody in America know the source of the leaks to WikiLeak where the DNC emails came out? And by the way, didn't they advance a theory where we're told there's no evidence on CNN Nightly? You know what is so frustrating for me, Sean, is I've spent the majority of my career investigating murder cases, and in particular cold cases. And what you want in a situation like this is more questions being asked, not less questions. CNN knows that. I mean, these are the people who milked Lacey Peterson's death for I don't know how many months and years and make millions off of her death. So the nerve of these people to suggest that you're a conspiracy theorist because you're asking questions in a journalistic fashion is absolutely well, well, I, I, listen, I, I'm the one that I know that took time out of my Christmas vacation and I flew to London to interview Julian Assange on the mm-hmm. only time that he was available where I asked, actually asked the question because it was being advanced by these other cable networks and everybody in the mainstream media. I got a question for you. Was it Russia? He says it's not Russia. Now, you might say, well, I don't trust Julian Assange. Okay, 
WikiLeaks has not been wrong in 11 years. That's a pretty good track record. So it's kind of hard to say that he's lying when there's no evidence of that in the past. But if they find it, again, if there's any evidence of collusion, show us. Tell me what it is. Hey, Sean, I'll report just it. Something. Right. I just gotta, I've, I've got to tell you that you've touched a nerve that I have not seen ever um, in all the years that I've been involved in conservative activism and conservative talk radio. I have never seen a reaction like we are getting to fight fire with fire. People hear your story, what you have done in this murder investigation, and we, we look at all the complexities uh, of this world that, in which we live right now, and they just said enough is enough. We have well, the only thing, I don't, I, look, I'm, I'm being sensitive to, to the family because I promised them I would, and I'm going to remain that way. The only thing I said uh, is I want to get first to the source of the DNC leaks. Who is it? After we get to the source of the DNC leaks, the only thing I said beyond that is it seems very, very suspicious, you know, in, in the terms of what happened. And the family asked for truth. And I think saying that I'm going to continue to try and help them find truth without publicly disrespecting their wishes to me is just the right thing to do. doesn't make me a bad person. I'm actually trying to do what the family asked me to do. They've asked for help. They want answers. And I would argue they deserve answers. And the media can look in only one direction if they want. But I think you've got to look in other directions until you get questions answered and issues resolved. All right. Hang in there one second. As we continue with Melanie Morgan. Now, the website, by the way, now you have a list of other people now that you are going to put out their extreme statements and advertisers. We'll get to who they are when we get back. All right, as we continue, fight fire with fire and stop the scalping. We have Melanie Morgan, co-founder, Media Equality Project, and Brian Maloney, co-founder, Media Equality Project. Two big questions I want to ask you. Number one is what can people do to help you if they don't want to see conservatives that are isolated and targeted like I have been in an attempt to get rid of advertisers to silence conservative voices? How can people help, number one? And number two, you have a preview of coming attractions and you've got, well, pictures on your website. Can you tell us what that is about. Okay, so first of all, what we're doing is asking people to come help us, and we can you can do that by going to either our Facebook page, Stop the Scalpings, or go to MediaEqualizer.com, and we've got posted up there the list of advertisers for Rachel Maddow. The reason why we're picking on uh, Rachel Maddow is because, frankly, she is a conspiracy queen with zero credibility who's pumped out lies, and she's fed all of these talking points by Media Matters for America, which organized the boycott against you. Sean. So, as conservatives, we're just saying what's fair is fair. If you pick on ours, we're going to we're going to hit you back twice as hard, and that's exactly what we're doing. We are sick and tired of being a, a punchline uh, for every liberal joke in America. So, in other so, words, you put up yeah. pictures of Colbert and you put up pictures <laughs> of other cable hosts, and is your intention now to do the same thing to all of them unless and until these campaigns against conservatives stop? Yes, and so essentially we've got a nice little picture of an assorted group of goofballs that, uh, <laughs> that I think look particularly silly in our image. And, you know, Morning Joe, Brian Stalter, who I think who probably def- uh, defriend me on Facebook after this, but <laughs> I think I can live with that. Stephen Colbert, Michael Smirk, uh, Smirkanish, who, uh, you know, Don Lemon. I mean, you know, you want to talk about conspiracy weirdness. I mean, who tops Don Lemon? We are going to have a field day with this. Lawrence O'Donnell, Anderson Cooper, another one, George Stephan. 
Yiannopoulos. So, I mean, we are having a field day. I got an email or a number of emails yesterday about two of the people from Media Matters. David Brock is one, and this other guy, what's his name, Carasoni or something? Um, that, uh, some Carasoni. guy that's been out there trashing me on TV. And anyway, I actually talked to one of his high school teachers uh, recently, um, which was pretty funny. But is all of that true about both of them? And in the case of the second one, every outrageous, insane, incendiary, over-the-top statement, have you guys been able to confirm all that? Well, what we're doing is we are working on confirming that because we're not going to be like the left. We're not going to put anything else unless we've got 100% verified. And I'm telling you, some of the things that we are finding that he said are shocking, but I'm going to leave that a secret for now because we're going to post that up on our website at MediaEqualizer.com. Let me just tell you that so far... Well, Lin- Linda's shaking her head. Bob. Why are you shaking your head? Because you th- you say you think it's almost 100% verified? Is that yeah, it's pretty much almost 100% verified that um, all of those horrible things that are being said that... Uh, he stated and has written so about. The, the thought PC police is worse than anything I've ever heard from any conservative at a level that is so vile and despicable that that's going to be that's all coming out soon. Yeah, it's, it looks like Griffin's got some company. Well, listen, guys, I think this is important because if it's good, it, listen, if they want to continue down this path, it's now time for them to live under the standards they themselves have set, but only for conservatives. And I support it. Thank you for what you're doing. And we'll stay in touch. 800-941-SEAN, our toll-free telephone number. When we come back, we'll hit the phones. 800-941-SEAN, straight ahead on this Wednesday edition of The Sean Hannity Show. Hang right here. Coming up next, our Fake News Roundup. <laughs> it never ends. Fake News Roundup and uh, on The Sean Hannity. You know what? It's almost all fake news. It just really is Russia, Trump, conspiracy. Uh, 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 uh. Let's play the fake news roundup open because every time you tune into your destroyed Trump media, that's pretty much all and everything you get. The epidemic of malicious fake news and false propaganda that flooded social media over the past year. A religious leader disputes a man's claim that his mother died because of President Trump's travel ban. A Muslim woman who claimed to be attacked by Trump supporters in New York is now under arrest. Yasmin Sawid is now accused uh, of making it all up. Police in Louisiana say a Muslim woman who reported a Trump-inspired attack made the whole thing up. Monday night massacre. President Trump fires the acting attorney general for refusing to enforce his travel ban. But Donald Trump did is actually nothing at all like what Nixon did back in 1973. I mean, Nixon fired someone that he had hired, Archibald Cox, who was investigating Nixon's role in the Watergate scandal. A local high school is responding to a report that the new Supreme Court nominee founded a group called Fascism Forever. The report comes from the Daily Mail. Georgetown Prep, where Neil Gorsuch attended, released a statement saying no such club ever existed at the campus there in North Bethesda. Press Secretary Sean Spicer ripped the press for a false report that President Trump had removed the bust of MLK from the Oval Office. The Washington Post reports that the entire senior level of management officials resigned from the State Department today. The mass resignations of nearly all senior staff at the State Department on Thursday were not, in fact, resignations, but a purge ordered by the White House. A highly critical article in the New York Times loomed over the hearing, the one we told you about yesterday. The paper faced plenty of backlash and drew scrutiny over its sourcing, including the claim that Perry didn't really understand that the Department of Energy had purview over maintaining America.
America's nuclear arsenal. Well, he installs Steve Mnuchin, right, this Wall Street CEO who foreclosed on a 90-year-old woman who got her paperwork mixed up and was 27 cents short. Last week, a group of prominent computer scientists and election lawyers said they'd found persuasive evidence that results in Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania may have been manipulated or hacked. It's now clear that so-called fake news can have real-world consequences. From NBC News World Headquarters in New York, this is NBC Nightly News with Lester Holt. This is the CBS Evening News with Scott Pelley. From ABC News World Headquarters, this is ABC World News Tonight with David Muir. This is Meet the Press with Chuck Todd. Today on Face the Nation. From ABC News, it's this week. Here now, Chief Anchor George Stephanopoulos. It's the Late Show with Stephen This is CNN Tonight. I'm Don Lemon. Good evening. I'm Chris Matthews in Washington. Uh, welcome back to Morning Joe. Good evening, Chris. Thanks, my friends. You bet. And thanks to you at home for joining us this hour. Hi, Wolf Blitzer. You're in the Situation Room. Yes, that's your news in America today. Well, then, of course, CNN's Kathy Griffith with her little head and like a decapitated President Trump. How many instances of this do we have? How many more Colbert incidences? How many more Marr incidences? All right, let's get to our busy phones. Uh, I appreciate you being with us. Uh, Jimmy is in Spring, Texas. Jimmy, hi. How are you? Glad you called, and welcome to the Sean Hannity Show. Thanks, Sean, and congratulations on getting USAA back. Um, as I told the call screener, <clears throat> Sean, my, my brother and I both picked up the phone last week. Uh, I've been a member of USAA since 1990 when I was commissioned as a second lieutenant in the Army. And my my brother also, who's a lifelong USAA member, called in as well, uh, used Facebook to spread the message. And what happened over the last week, Sean, is proof that when you get a little fire in your belly and you get off your duff and you pick up the phone and you let your voice be heard, that we, the conservative movement, can affect change. And it's time, conservatives, it's time to get active. And that group you had on yesterday, uh, the, the media folks, um, Phenomenal, man. That, that, that's the kind of leadership we need and to be galvanized 
Isn't it amazing? Our movement has teeth, and we're not going to sit by and watch them take down our voices. Isn't it amazing? It really, and it's, from my standpoint, I guess maybe because I'm caught in the middle of it, it's just the principle everybody now understands, I think more than ever before, how awful, God-awful the media is how agenda-driven they are after WikiLeaks, after collusion, after lie and lie and lie and lie and conspiracy and tinfoil hat conspiracy theory after another without any evidence, without any evidence, and it goes on and on and on. I don't think people have been more conscious, more aware, more, more capable of so quickly spotting media lies, bias, fake news, and also what the left is really about the left is not about freedom they are left is not they want state control of pretty much everything they're not about freedom of speech they're not about defending women's rights i tried to point that out during the campaign they they don't even stand up for gay and lesbian rights as they so claim they they pander they pander they pander and they don't None of the things that they promise ever get done. They have they they are about power. This is what this is about, and they are so threatened by two sources of news that they can't control: talk radio and the Fox News Channel. And and they want it out. They smell blood in the water right now. There's the timing of this is not by accident. It's by design. Just like two days after O'Reilly was fired, you know, all of a sudden, back in 2003 or so, Sean Hannity asked this woman to her hotel room. We don't think we even had a hotel room because I had a plane taking me out after the show we did. And yet, in spite of years of evidence of stalking and lying, the media went for the cheap headline. And it is a concerted effort. And, I, you know, I, I just I'm saying in this case, they picked the wrong person. If they expect me to lie down and say, oh, yeah, here's my career that I've worked 30 years to build and my name and reputation, which I've, I've, I've tried to build up my whole life. We're going to let you destroy it. It's just not going to happen. And I don't know what the net I don't know what the outcome here is. And, and honestly, it's not an outcome based decision to say the things that I'm saying and the reason I'm supporting what Melanie and Brian are doing. This is about our country. This, this, this is a bigger principle at stake here. It's about freedom of speech and expression. And and it's shocking that the left doesn't support it. It's shocking what how hypocritical they all are. And the the things that you're saying and the support you're giving me, I praise the USAA. You know, Ollie North called me in the middle of this and said, for 40 years I have used this group. And he called and said, what are you doing? And told them about our efforts and the monies that we raised over the He said, told me we have 300 scholarship recipients with the Freedom Alliance just this year alone. As these now, these kids come of age that were children during the conflict in Iraq and Afghanistan, conflicts in Iraq and Afghanistan, and they're going to college. Anyway, I appreciate it more than you know. 800-941-SEAN. All right, Joseph is in New York, the all-new AM710 WOR. What's going on, Joseph? How are you? Sure, thanks. Uh, listen, I want to talk to you about Communist Kathy, the Hanoi Jane of 2017. 
Her whole career was a bad attempt at comedy. This act was a stiff, left-wing political activist. No boundaries for the office of the President of the United States. I personally think nothing short of anarchy and treason, just like Clinton, other Clinton and Obama minions like Rachel Maddow, Bakari Sellers, Chris Hayes, Mika Brzezinski, and that worm Joe Scarborough. I would not, if I, I don't accept her apology. And Mr. Trump, President Trump, definitely should not. She is demented and sick as far as, and she's got a lot of class, and it's all low class. These, like Rachel Maddow, they are not journalists. They're political left-wing activists, Skolalinsky, uh, communist borderline, I don't know what you want to call them, but I, am, I call upon all decent patriotic Americans, you better fight back with all you got, because the line has been drawn. You muck with Trump, you muck with Hannity, you declared war, you two men carried us on your back, and I'm telling you, we're going to carry you. The silent majority was silent since November. We thought they would get over and come together, just like we did for Obama. He was our president. This is good versus evil. She is the ultimate loser in my book. Thank you for letting me rant. Joseph, thank you. We appreciate it. And I love that people want the fight. I really do. I love that people get it and are engaged as they are. It's since. You have no idea. I'm so energized by all of you. It's like, all right, now i got to fight harder. And fight can, I, harder. can I just, for one brief moment, boss, I just want to give a special shout-out to Joseph because he, he might be my favorite caller of the day. That was awesome. I'm just sitting there listening to him, and I'm like, fight, fight. We got your back. We got your back. I'm like, it's amazing, isn't it? I'm that, so... that guy is like, forget about it. Yeah. All right, uh, Linda, thank you. Sorry. Sorry, no, I did, I'm just, I, add I my was, two cents, sorry. I was taking it in and enjoying it. I, I wanted to let him have his moment, and it was I, great. And I loved every second of it. It was amazing. Yeah. But when he just said, you muck with Trump, you muck with Hannity, <laughs> yeah, you I muck know. with... I'm like, this guy is my hero. By the way, I actually think between Joe and you, I think that's a big enough army for everybody. Forget about it. I'll carry, we'll carry them on our backs together. It's fantastic. All right, Suzanne is in Virginia Beach. Uh, hi, Suzanne. How are you? And welcome to the program. A lot of our friends in the military down there and listening to WNIS. How are you doing? I'm doing great, and I'm doing so much better this week than I was last week. We have a new name for you, and we're calling you DePaul Revere of this generation. Because what you did is you called us to arms. You came through. You said the liberals are coming. They're coming. They're coming. And you know what? A group of us stood up and we said, okay, what do we do about it? And last night, I was, you know, from 3 o'clock yesterday when you had saving, when you had that, uh, when you had Melanie on there, and until all last night, I mean, we all, we, we hit the Facebook, we hit the, the, the phones, we've called all day, we've called, and we are going to do this because you have the guts. First of all, just like... Other callers have said, you were the ones that helped us through with President Trump. When we got down, you were, you were our cheer. And so what, what we're going to do now is now we're turning it on and we're coming for those that are coming after you and they're coming after all our rights. I mean, you've energized this base, the, um, the things that have been written all over Facebook, and, and people are going, wow, we finally have a, you know, we, we, we have somewhere where we can go, you know, we can talk about this, we can, we can energize, we can get together, and it's, it's amazing. Yeah, I, I will tell you what's amazing, it's, and it's, it's not really one person, it's an entire movement they want to take out. 
It is. This is now they want to take down a president. I've been saying that now for a long time. And anybody around the president, now it's his son-in-law. And before that, it was Bannon. And before that, it was Kellyanne. And before that, it's Ivanka. And before that, it's Reince. And before that, it's Stephen Miller, for crying out loud. And they give him no credit for all the good that he's done. And then, well, now it's people outside of the administration that support the president. It's th- this is all about politics. It's all about they cannot get over they lost. They cannot get over that he's president. And they cannot accept that there are people that don't think like them. 800-941-SEAN. Toll-free telephone number. You want to be a part of the program. Thank you for a great call. All right, that's going to wrap things up for today. Hannity tonight. All right, liberal fascism and Kathy Griffin fired for another despicable, disgusting display by the left. We got full coverage of that. Laura Ingram joins us tonight. The latest on liberal fascism and fighting fire with fire with uh, Melanie Morgan and Brian Maloney. We're going to have the latest. Oh, you should see CNN's deplorable coverage. Oh, we've got great tape. Uh, Monica Crowley, Geraldo Rivera. Lyra Trump is going to respond to this horrible Kathy Griffin thing and much more. 10 Eastern Hannity. Thanks for being with us back here tomorrow. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.